Hey everybody, this episode of the Press Road Podcast is brought to you by Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 18, Franchise Hockey Manager 4, and MLB Manager 2017. I'd like to invite you all to join us every Wednesday night for Out of the Park Night across the world on Twitch. We have TJ Lowerman, a.k.a. That Sports Gamer, live streaming Out of the Park Baseball 18 at 9 p.m. Eastern. And then at 10 p.m. Eastern, our hockey team takes over with uh, community manager Adam Burnett and producer Jeff Riddle's uh, streaming franchise, Hockey Manager 3. So please check them out every Wednesday night, starting at 9 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Developments. 9 p.m. is the baseball, 10 p.m. is the hockey. And if you can't watch it live, don't worry, everything is archived to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash Developments. We have a lot of fun with the community uh, doing these live streams, and we really just would love to have you join us and check it out and tell us what you think. Everybody enjoy the show. Hey everybody, Rich Grisham here. Very excited to be here. Brian Midai on suspension. He knows what he did. <laughs> I am here one-on-one with one of my absolute favorite people in the world and the person that I would have no no qualms about for a moment saying is the most knowledgeable person in sports gaming. Certainly the most knowledgeable person in sports gaming in mainstream gaming media, the editor-in-chief of U.S. Gamer, Cat Bailey. Cat, welcome back to the show. Ah, uh, you don't get Brian Weedye this time. You get me. <laughs> I am so excited to talk to you about all of the sports games. This is the time, Cat. It's right now. This is the sure best is. time. Yeah. Uh, can I rant first, though? You sure can. I have a little bit of a rant for you. Here's my rant. There are four sports games coming out this week. Pro Evolution Soccer, I believe, came out on Tuesday. Uh, NBA Live and NHL coming out the same day on Friday. And oh yeah, NBA 2K is going into early access. That's insane. I know that each sports game has its own community and people who are interested in the various, various sports, but it's completely nuts that all these games are coming in at this exact same week because... <laughs> It makes poor strut. Uh, it makes poor, very busy reviewers like myself have a very hard time giving these games the attention and love that they deserve. Like Madden has it right. It comes out early uh, or late August. It gets all the time in the world. First sports game to come out. Yeah, I'm super excited. But but then I get this. Now I'm having to choose between NBA Live and NHL. I would love to give a lot more time to NBA Live, but um, when I've got three other games to cover, including NBA 2K, which frankly is more important, I, I just, it's really tough. I hear you. I mean, you're running US Gamer. These are, this is no longer a, gee, I'm a reviewer. I have <laughs> to invest my own personal time and figure out how to allocate that time and, and play the games and play the modes and write about it. Now you're not only doing that, but you're also much more focused on how do I best serve my readers, right? What do they want to see? What's most important? What is the, you know, what's what's the sports game zeitgeist about? And that's a very interesting position to be in as well. I think part of the problem is that a lot of sites have probably only one dedicated sports reviewer, and it, it, it gets to be 
and then so you're stretching them thin, right? But for it's especially counterproductive for a game like Pro Evolution Soccer, which maybe deserves more attention than it should be getting, but is really just kind of getting itself stuck in a deluge, right? Of of games where it's just not it it really needs to be given its own week, essentially. It shouldn't be coming out the same week as NHL or NBA. So uh, spread them all out. Spread them out a little more, guys. <laughs> Don't pack them all into the same dang week. Well, you know, the other thing is, I think, because even though I, I haven't done reviews for a little while, but I, I have done probably 250 or 300 in my wow. career, so there's a lot, mm-hmm. but it's been a while, so I've lost my chops already. But even no matter what, whenever I play a new sports game, I I'm always got that hat on. You can't you can't not, or at least I'm not able to sort of remove the hat at least a little bit, right? And so I'm always thinking, how would I cover? How would I review this, right? And I'm I gotta imagine it's got to be more difficult than ever to understand and articulate the improvements in these games because they're really good games, but. I, I can't, other than looking through the review guide and like saying, okay, look for this, look for this, and being, you know, almost being handheld through it, the games are so similar, but I don't mean that in a cynical way. They're just, they, you know, they're so refined and so big and so mature. Like a lot of the improvements or a lot of the things you'd want to talk about are very difficult to discern, or if not very difficult, they don't lend themselves to being discovered and appreciated in a five to 10 hour time frame. Am, am I, do you feel the same way or do you actually feel, do you feel differently? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I feel sort of similar. Like I am playing a lot of NHL right now and I can definitely see the big differences in terms of the feature set um, on terms, in terms of what's happening on the ice. My, my personal perspective is that it's a little bit more fine-tuned, but outside of the deeks and the fact that you can bounce the puck off the wall, it feels really actually pretty similar to last year. I'm not really discerning a lot of the AI improvements and everything. Um, basically, I just have to trust my instincts as somebody who's been playing sports games for a while now Yeah, and uh, offer the most nuanced impressions that I possibly can over the course of like, Usually I end up writing like 2,500 to 3,000 words in my review trying yes. to get as in-depth as possible. Um, and I try to tell it like it is and try not to pull punches and everything because, I mean, people appreciate that, I think. <laughs> totally. Well, here's the other thing that I love about what you do. We've talked about this before on the show, but it, it's worth mentioning every time is when you review these games, you structure them really smartly, which is, Okay, we're going to talk about Madden. If you are new to the series, here's what is important or interesting. And if you're a returning fan, here's what's new and interesting. And I love that. I think it's kind of the only way to do it because just because otherwise you're going to end up giving a lot of stuff short shrift. And I, I always found myself tripping over my own feet whenever I was trying to review it previously because I would start talking about the big features that were being introduced. And then I would find myself getting really granular. And then I would find myself only giving maybe a paragraph to one thing. And then just kind of feeling like I had written a really unsatisfying or incomplete review. And so that's why I started taking the approach that I did because it 
just made it a lot more focused, in my opinion, and made it a lot easier to write. Well, that's why your sports game reviews are pretty much the best on the Internet. And I'm not just huh, saying that because you. you're here, um, because I have <laughs> said that when you're not here, but it, it's true. And, USGamer.net. And that's right. So you mentioned NHL. Let's start there. I've been playing a lot of NHL this mm-hmm. week, a lot. Mm-hmm. It's back. I love it. It's fun. Oh. I'm, You're all in. I'm all in. I'm. I, I've decided that it's going to be one of my two treadmill games between now and Christmas. The other one being Pro Evo. And and NHL hasn't been my treadmill game for several seasons. It's been at least this generation. So, uh, but I'm also playing it in non treadmill time, which is. You know, the, the, the witching hour, the 45 minutes when you're sort of, you just can't do any more work, but you, you want to play something before you go to bed. That's been the other way that I've been playing it all week. I've been playing my Edmonton Oilers franchise and like 30 games in. <laughs> you picked the Oilers, I huh? did. You just, couldn't deal, you just couldn't deal with the Devils? Nope, couldn't do it. I mentioned that, like, I think one of the reasons that I've, I've had a harder time enjoying NHL the last couple of years is because I'm always the Devils and they're, they're terrible. They're just awful. But Rich, you can make your own team now. You can. You're right. I haven't tried that out, but I'm sure you have, and I want to hear about that. Oh, I sure have. Edmonton's young, and they're good. And I want to ask you about this. So I'm like 25, 30 games in. Uh, the first the first two weeks of the season was a disaster. I lost every game, lost my first five or six. And then I discovered, and I'm, by the way, the, the way I'm playing is important here, I'm sure. I'm playing on pro simulation. Do I have that mm-hmm. combination right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm playing on pro simulation and I discovered I, I couldn't make it work at first, but then I guess I just, I, I, with a little practice, I got better. I've discovered the sliding, you know, skating across the slot a foot or two above the, the hash marks or whatever they're called left to right. And then firing the slap shot in the opposite direction. And I can score like that regularly now. So now I've, I've won like 10 or 11 games in a row. So I shouldn't have that good of a record. So I need to bump up the difficulty. But I don't want to because I'm having so much fun. Not because I'm winning every game 7 nothing, but because I'm winning every game 3-1 to one or 4-1. to one. But I'm Yeah, having you want to feel good, right? I do. I'm having a blast. There's nothing more frustrating than feeling like you are going, that you are getting completely rolled out of the building by the computer or that you're just, you just are missing that little extra bit that you need. And that's, so demoralizing to have to turn down the difficulty it is so i'm 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 thinking about messing around with it maybe bumping up a little bit but you know Mm -hmm. i reserve the right to change it back but i mean the on defense the skill stick millennium was going crazy about it last week but he's right the skill stick on defense i'm using it constantly and i love it me too I've, yeah, it, it's, it's really fun good. to play defense, right? And that's the big thing I'm getting out of NHL. Why else, or even talk about that more, why why am I having so much fun playing NHL this season? Um, and, you know, I'm kind of the same way, to be honest. Uh, this past summer, I got into the NHL beta and started playing it and suddenly found myself playing an absurd amount of it. And I played it for like two solid weeks and... Like I said, it's hard to put your finger on, but it definitely feels tighter uh, than in years past. I, I think that there's still some problems with the AI. I, I see weird things like my players kind of piling into the goal, into the goal awkwardly, or running, bumping into one another. It, it feels like a little bit like the Three Stooges at times. But when a game is really going and 
you're there you've got the back and forth going you're cycling the puck you're running into each other it, it does actually feel good and it is an under the it's an underratedly attractive game sorry underratedly is a terrible word but it <laughs> It's it's one of it does it has a hard time keeping up with its peers, um, especially Madden and NBA 2K. But it, like the character models are just really ugly. But the stadiums themselves are really cool and generally look very good with the mascots and everything. They've got the vibe of hockey games and everything. And when it comes down to it, hockey is a good video game sport. Um, so they've just kind of added bit by bit. Uh, smart updates and kind of balancing it out. As usual, they're going for kind of a, a more skill-oriented approach with the way that they're tuning the game because they want to emphasize stuff like the EA Sports Hockey League and that kind of thing. And so <laughs> it is frustrating playing online because everybody kind of plays the same. Um, they will either shoot from the point or they will try to dangle the puck in and beat your goalie and uh, somebody who can really dangle the puck is so obnoxious because they can beat your goalie nine times out of ten and you just want to throw your controller across the room because the second that they've got a breakaway you're like well great there's a score right there okay there okay have fun right (laughs) yeah and that's nhl for you and it's been nhl for the past three years so in that respect it's not that different but i think that in my case at least the thing that I'm having a really good time with is uh, the fact that I could create my own team. And for the first time I could create the Minnesota North stars. And there's a really robust um, team creation process that I can use where I can, I can create three jerseys. Uh, So I created the home, the away and a black um, alternate one that I really like. You can totally customize the arena. You can change the colors of the seats and everything. You can change the effects. You can pick the music. You can play, pick the the goal buzzer. This was all stuff that was introduced last year, but gets put into the expansion mode. And then the kicker is that you can either just do it where like, what I did was I just transferred all the players from the Dallas Stars over to the Minnesota North Stars. And... Bada bing! Minnesota North Stars are now the are the Dallas Stars are now the Minnesota North Stars, and I can just swap out the Dallas Stars. They're gone. Boom. Goodbye. But what and happened? And in comes the Minnesota North Stars. What happened to the Wild? Are you is there is the Wild is still there? It's a two team city or cities, two team twin yep. cities. I guess that actually makes sense. Yeah, two hockey teams, right? So where's so the Wild the are in there? Bloomfield, Minneapolis, or St. Paul? I I call it Lake Harriet Arena, which would be in Minneapolis. Okay. So all right, so you do have the dueling cities then too. So all of a sudden yeah. you're splitting a region, Cat Bailey. You are yes, I am. You are you are going into your home state and causing huge divisions. I guess I'd call it the Mississippi Derby. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. You you've got this all. You really have. You've done a good job with this. I've figured out the lore. I was talking to Matt Burtz. I was talking to Matt. <laughs> I was talking to Matt Burtz, a Game Informer, about this. I was just like, Burtz, if for some reason the Stars came back to town, we got the North Stars again. I mean, what would you do? Would you stick with the Wild, or would you go to the North Stars? And he was like, Oh no, I'd go to the North Stars. And I'm like, What? And he's like, Those jerseys and that logo and everything. It's just classic. I I just can't. It's the best logo in sports. And I'm just like, No, man, no, <laughs> no. You got to stick with the Wild. I just. I, I don't know if I could do that. But in this instance, I've been having a lot of fun 
playing as the <laughs> former Dallas Stars, now Minnesota North Stars. And I've just been really amazed at how seamlessly uh, it's all been implemented, nice. how nice it all looks. Uh, it feels like a real team. It's not. It does not feel some like something I created. It feels like they actually put the Minnesota North Stars in the game. And if I had enough time and energy, I could go and I could create the Quebec Nordiques and replace the Avalanche. I could create the Hartford Whalers, the the whole nine yards. I could create my own team, the the Cat Baileys, and put them in there too. Uh, it's really neat. Or I could just make the Minnesota North Stars into a new expansion team and put them in there and go through an expansion draft. Though um, I briefly went through the expansion draft process and was a little confused because it doesn't look like you the teams are protecting their players. It looks like you can just take whoever you want from those teams. Um, I will have to take one more look just to see that because if that's the case, that seems a little overpowered to be perfectly honest. I purely guessing, I'll bet you there's a setting that says, let me do it that way or, or not, or it could be a bug, but it would be kind of fun just to be able to do it the way you're, you had it, which is let me just grab anybody and everybody. Woohoo. Doesn't seem particularly realistic. Definitely not. <laughs> I speak as a wild fan who had a lot of uh, expansion draft angst, over the over the summer, because I was petrified that Vegas was going to end up taking one of our young defensemen for absolutely nothing, and thankfully we managed to finagle a whole bunch of stuff. But the process was so complicated that it feels a little weird for it to not be that complicated in NHL. But maybe they didn't want to make it too obtuse, you know? Well, that's that's yeah, that's so interesting. Anything else on NHL before we move on to a lengthy list? Too many dang penalties. Really? Yeah, I feel like I'm constantly, uh, especially when I'm playing online against people, I feel like I'm constantly uh, ending up with penalties because they the way it's tuned right now is when I'm doing poke checks and everything, and uh, especially poke checks, it feels like it's almost a guaranteed accidental trip that sends my player into the penalty box and they extended they extended the penalty time which is really annoying it's so, long i thought it was yeah. just me but i'm like man this two minutes is like eight minutes in game time or at least it seems like forever. It. yeah because they, i think they want to make the power play feel really significant well they Whereas do where you get like one rush and then oh power play's <laughs> over what the heck you know so the the penalties feel overtuned right now, and I would like them to address that. But well, we, you uh, and I have to play. We have to play this week online. Oh, NHL. I'd like that. Let's stream are you it. Playing, are you playing NHL threes? I have not. I've been having too much fun. Like I'm, I'm an old man. I once I find something I like, I like to just keep on doing that. And and I know that there's a lot of other interesting stuff with NHL, but you know I didn't have to review it, right? I'm just playing it the way that I want to play it for fun, and I'm just having a like, blast with the Oilers franchise, just grinding through it and loving every minute of it. I think that threes is a well-designed, well-implemented feature, and it's a terrible idea. <laughs> they put way, 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 way too much energy, time, and energy and resources into a mode that frankly nobody will play. Well, I will say this. Uh, I have played threes when going to overtime in my franchise, and that's a lot of fun. I like that. But that's not the threes mode. That's just three-on-three three hockey in overtime. That's what it goes to. And it really is a lot different than five-on-five. Five. 
and the difference is particularly stark when you played an entire game of five on five and all of a sudden boop it's three on three so that's an interesting little quirk of franchise mode which i really like i just i don't see myself playing threes and maybe i need to disconnect myself from my own biases in this regard but I don't see the appeal at all because I guess when I'm playing NHL, I'm looking for a semi-realistic experience, right? And NHL 3s is so silly. And uh, yeah, maybe it'll appeal to a certain like mindset or anything or, or something, but the whole thing felt really pointless. I, I guess the the best that can be said for it is that it's a change of pace if you're playing competitive online a lot, which I do. Uh, but I, most of the time I would rather just play competitive online. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like they were trying to pitch it as a new way to bring in new players. And I'm like, um, okay, well the problem is that you still have to score. So, and that is the biggest hang up for new players and that's not any better in NHL three. So I don't see how this can be a kind of an olive branch to new players, but I, uh, we'll see, I guess I could be wrong. Hey everybody, we're going to take just a moment here to thank our sponsors this week, HelloFresh, and also so that I can make a personal appeal to you. Do you want to help the Press Row podcast, and do you want to also save 30 bucks on some great food? Well, if you go to HelloFresh.com and you use the promo code PRESSROW30, that's PRESSROW30, you can save $30 on your first week's delivery of some great food. HelloFresh is a meal service delivery kit that is on a mission to save home cooking because uh, they feel it's just too good to go away. They want to make cooking more fun, so they focus on the whole experience, not just the final plate. They think of themselves as a farm-to-box company because they want everyone to have access to fresh ingredients that inspire great meals. But they don't stop there. They're also a couch-to-kitchen company because they think the best way to kick those 5 p.m. excuses is by feeling unstoppable in the kitchen. And they're also, they're, <laughs> they're a fork to feel good company because when you cook and eat delicious and healthy meals, you're going to want to keep doing it again. They offer a classic box, a veggie box, and a family box. And you can order three to five different meals per week designed for two to four people. And new recipes are created every single week. They make cooking more fun so you can focus on the whole experience, right? And they are constantly coming up with new recipes. Uh, they employ two, two full-time registered dietitians who review each recipe to make sure it's natural, nat- nutritionally balanced. They deliver it to your doorstep in a recyclable insulated box for free. And now they're offering light fall meals, and they've just introduced breakfast options too, right? So you get delicious ingredients that you love to eat, simple recipes you love to cook. So just get cooking, and it's less than $10 a meal, and that's even before you saved your first 30 bucks. So as you guys know, I've used HelloFresh multiple times. They always deliver a really nice package. Everything comes in a, in a beautiful box that is cold because they've got the, uh, the ice packs in there that I've used multiple times all summer long. And uh, you, they give you exactly the ingredients that you need, no more, no less. And uh, it takes about 30 minutes. It's very clear instructions, and they make it really easy to do. So here's what you do. I mentioned it early. Go to HelloFresh.com and enter the, the, press, the, the code PRESSROW30. And that's $30 off your first week of delivery. So go to HelloFresh.com and enter PRESSROW30. We'd really appreciate it. I know you're going to love it. I use it. I'm a customer. So once again, HelloFresh.com, PRESSROW30 for $30 off. Some great meals. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so let's go from NHL to Pro Evo. 
I am excited about Pro Evo, as everyone who listens to the show knows. As you know, Kat, I am a huge Pro Evo fan. It's been my personal sports game of the year the last two years. I'm expecting nothing short of greatness this year. I have got the game, but I have not been able to play it. Or shall I say, I've chosen not to play it until I download all the kits, which I have not done, but I'm going to do that this weekend. And then I'm going to dive into Pro Evo. But Kat Bailey, you have already played it. Tell me that it's going to be even better than ever, and I'm not going to be able to play anything but that. And as we talked about earlier, NHL this fall. I had the quint- I had the quintessential uh, Pro Evolution soccer experience today. Do tell. I- sure. I sat and waited for about two to three minutes to be matched up with an opponent in Pro Evolution Soccer, and surprise, surprise, that opponent was Barcelona. I was playing as Borussia Dortmund because I've adopted Dortmund as my Champions League team. Well, you got and, uh, you got our, our guy, like, you know, the, the, the great American hope, our young player. Tristan Pulisic? Yes, of course. Uh, he's not my favorite player on that what? team, though. Who, yeah, how could he not be? Who's your favorite player? Shinji Kagawa. Pride okay. of the Japanese national okay. team, man. That's an acceptable answer. <laughs> it's acceptable. Uh, and also Pierre-Emerick Pierre Aubameyang, just because his name is so much fun to say. But, <laughs> but no, I like Pulisic. The great white hope from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Well, but I was, I'm going more great American hope. That's, you know, but that's... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I... So I got matched up against Barcelona, of course, because people only play one of two teams when they're playing online in that game. That's Real Madrid or Barcelona. And so I you know, kind of got the crap kicked out of me. But that is what it is. So in terms of how the game feels, I mean, uh, it feels better. It looks a, it looks a bit nicer, I suppose. Um, I really wish that I could give a lot of uh, in-depth discussion about how the actual gameplay field, sorry, gameplay on the field is working. As always, I I feel like the the way that the players are moving around and interacting with one uh, one another feels really good. I think they changed the camera angle because I didn't feel like I had to alter the camera angle for a change. I, I wasn't having a really awkward cam- camera angle as I have in the past, hmm. which was nice. Okay, cool. Yes. And I noticed that there were tons more interceptions uh, than Ooh, before. I don't like that. One of the one of the uh, like big features, like they focused a ton on gameplay this time around. And the the big features are like their strategic dribbling, which gives you a lot more control and possession, which I was definitely seeing out of my Barcelona opponent. <laughs> Shocker. Because they were just <laughs> wrong footing me like. They seem to be wide open all the time. Oh, I hate that. Uh, there's full body touch, allowing various parts of the body to touch, uh, to control the ball. That's why we can't um, have nice things, Kat. It, it, uh, <laughs> this is why. Uh, and I, I like that as a budding Borussia Dortmund fan, I like that Signoli Duna Park is in there. The oh. Westphalia. Nice. Is in Pro Evolution Soccer. Um, beyond that, you know, there's like online co-op. And a few other things, but they don't, they don't, they haven't changed a ton, all things considered. It, the presentation is still roughly the same, despite mm. the fact that they said that they have changed some of that stuff. Um, 
there are challenges and goals in Master League and preseason tournaments, which is kind of cool. I So when I played Master League last year, I liked the transfer system. And I like that this version adds release fees because anybody who's been following the transfer drama over the past summer will know that release fees are a big deal. Have you been following the have you been following the transfer drama Rich did you see what happened with Neymar? Oh, I absolutely did. I mean, I'm more mm-hmm. concerned of course with my Everton club who lost Lukaku and who signed a whole bunch of dudes who contributed to a 3-0 loss in opening uh, Europa group play tonight. So, I'm a little bitter yeah. about the transfer period right now, cat. So, thanks for running. But a Portuguese team did not just call your owners the Dildo brothers. So. That's true. I, I don't know what that means and I don't think I want to, but you are correct. <laughs> that did not happen. You're doing okay. <laughs> but the, the the upshot is that uh, PSG swept in and paid the uh, absolutely insane Enormous. release yeah. fee on Neymar, I, I think it was two hundred million dollars. No, it's it's it doesn't even. I can't. I can, it doesn't make sense. But yes, I, I, it's an enormous amount of money, and I don't even know who's actually getting that money. I don't think Neymar is getting any of that money. No, they pay. They had to pay Barcelona two hundred million dollars, right? Or two hundred million pounds. Sorry, or euros. Sorry, just for the right to negotiate with Neymar. At which point they signed him to a contract and. He went over to PSG and Barcelona right. suddenly had a 200 million euro uh, chunk of change burning a hole in their pocket, which they used. They gave like 100 million, 100 million of that to what, Borussia Dortmund to get Dembele. 22, 23 years old? Yeah, like the guy's like 22, 23 right, year old right. winger. Super young. Considered, yeah. Yep. Considered up and coming for sure. But um, $100 million? A lot of- <laughs> A lot of people put him in the kind of same range as Pulisic. Maybe maybe a little bit more advanced. People were expecting him to take a step forward this year. But, like, I mean, just as an example, in FIFA last year, he was in the 70s range. I mean, he wasn't, you know, like, he wasn't Neymar quality. So uh, he's a work in progress. Let's, very few let's just are. say that. Yeah. So the upshot of all this is that I like that release contracts are going to are in career mode this year. And I, I like that you could put in a pretty detailed set of instructions and it would spit out a player that you could hypothetically sign as depending on what club you're playing and be able to add them relatively quickly. Uh, I playing as West Ham after I added in all of the, you know, the usual upgrades or the uniforms and everything. I, I found Master League really addictive last year. Um, but so good. So it's good. okay. So it's okay. Good. I love FIFA's too, by the way. It's not I'm not an anti FIFA pro. I just love them I'm both. Not, I'm not I'm not comparing it to FIFA. I'm just saying standing on its own. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a little simple. I know. Um, That's why I like it. It's a little simple. Because I've made in in Pro Evo, I've done a I've had a much better time completely rebuilding Everton. And in FIFA, it's a lot harder to do that. So the simplicity I, is part of what endears me to it. Mm, yes. Uh, in terms of the my club, like I still don't really understand that mode or what they're trying to accomplish with it. Me neither. Well, 
I know what they're trying to accomplish is to compete with Ultimate Team and at least have that second revenue stream to to keep making the game and hopefully make it even bigger and better. But it's not really anything like Ultimate Team. Oh, I didn't you say know, it was. I'm totally saying different. I'm sure that's the goal. But yeah, I don't. It's confusing to me. And it's very and, confusing. Yeah. Oh, so I'm it, glad I'm not the only one that was confused by it. That makes me feel a little and better. Not, and it's not that different this year. I I don't know. Like I just. It's not a mode that has a lot of appeal to me. I, I think that when I play Pro Evolution Soccer, the two things that are I'm most apt to do are to either play Master League, which unfortunately, like it feels a little uh, a little bit limited for me in just in terms of postseason play, uh, European play, um, having the maximum number of leagues. I mean, just the fact that uh, Borussia Dortmund is categorized as other European teams. <laughs> and I hate ragging on uh, Pro Evolution Soccer for its lack of licenses too much. And anybody who loves Pez is absolutely rolling their eyes right now. But I just, it's a really hard uh, hurdle for me to personally overcome. I'm not rolling my eyes at you, Cat. I'm not the at all. The player base is evident in the fact that whenever I go online, People are the same, playing as the two same two dang teams all the time. I agree. And it's tiresome. I it agree. makes it makes it less uh, makes the replayability a lot less. I totally agree, and and it's a big problem, uh, especially against FIFA. But even again, standing on its own, having to go download the kits, and and the guys who make the kits, Pezworld, do a fantastic job making it as easy as possible yes. to do it. But still, the fact that you have to do it. It's a pain, and there's a limitation on the number that you can actually put in. That's right, and it's and no matter what you import, it's just not quite the same. And but after I do that, and then play three, four years of Master League, and rebuild my Everton club, and win a Champions League and a Premier League, I'm always so happy because that journey—I've done that journey now twice, and it's so much fun. <laughs> and I'm going to do it again this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, it's that you're right. I mean, there's no getting around it. I mean, licensing means so much. It doesn't mean everything, but it means so much. And and what I'm, why I enjoy buying Pro Evo is because hopefully I, they can continue to make it right. Like I don't know what their financials are, but I hope that it does well enough to keep making. It sure seems like it because Konami has gotten out of the console video game business for the most part. Pro Evo is like the one thing they got left so it, it must be doing something that makes konami believe it's worthwhile to do it which i guess is a good thing i think on a moment-to-moment -moment gameplay basis uh pro evolution soccer is really impressive this year i'm just you you can really feel it in the way that the players are maneuvering around the the field and everything and it's definitely at a pretty high level much as it was last year so I can see how like super soccer fiends are just going to be all over pro evolution soccer versus FIFA. But in terms of the feature set, I think that it lags behind pretty much all of the other sports games. Yeah. It feels like it's still kind of in that 2010 kind of arena. And I really wish I'm not saying that ultimate team is everything, but ultimate team does add a lot of replayability I think that's 
Like, I really like FIFA Ultimate Team, actually. And I like Madden Ultimate Team. I like both of them. And the fact that Pez doesn't really have a an equivalent is a pretty big negative for me. And the fact that the just regular online play, it feels so limited, is also a pretty big negative for me. So I feel like if I'm going to really get into Pez, it's through Master League. And even that's kind of like, yeah, this is okay. So I just have to really enjoy that just exquisite uh, gameplay on the field. Uh, one additional note, though, one of the big features of this year's version is that the PC version is actually good. I've seen posts on NeoGAF, but I yes. didn't know that for myself. So that's a Kotaku legit did claim. did a big breakdown today, okay. too. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, great. Yeah, well, it's not... I mean, the PC version last year was just a major step down from the console versions, which is weird. But this year, it is up there with the console versions, may even be better. So I am excited because the PC version, obviously, is where it's going to be at where in terms of mods and everything. So That's good. That's really good. The more people that play Pro Evo, the more people that actually pay money to play to play Pro Evo, the better, because this is a franchise that I just want to keep getting made. So that's As always, it's good for FIFA to have competition. Because I feel like they're getting embarrassed a little bit at times, especially in terms of uh, gameplay on the field by what Pro Evolution Soccer is pushing. And there's a little bit of healthy competition going on. So the more competition, the better. See also Madden. So let's talk Madden. You mentioned Ultimate Team. You're playing a lot of Mutt, I presume. Where where is uh, where are you, what's your relationship with uh, Madden 18 in mid September 2017? I still really like it. It's still a really good game. I think the blocking is for the most part excellent. It just feels fun and good to play. <laughs> uh, as usual, people have uh, there was a there was a patch that dropped uh, last week, I think, right before the. EA Tiburon people went, um, or they evacuated, they closed the office because of Hurricane Irma. And I hope that they're all safe and that things are, and that they're doing okay. It sounded like a lot of them are coming back into the office this week. Yep. Everyone yeah. that, uh, every, uh, everyone uh, that I know of and am friends with there have all checked in post hurricane. Safe Great. and sound. Yeah, so they're all starting to come back in, but stuff like Team of the Week was uh, delayed. But they managed to drop a big patch, which addressed some things, especially the zone coverages were a little bit broken, and people were having a fairly easy time um, uh, abusing them. <laughs> but apparently, the the play to use right now is Gun Monster inside zone which is apparently an unstoppable running play against the cpu and people are basically spamming that to beat the solo challenges and ultimate team and somebody posted a picture saying this is my life in madden 18 right now and it just said you have called gun monster inside zone three thousand times it literally said 3,000 times on the little play calling thing and i was like wow okay you so you you are just Spamming that. Dang. Once again, Kat, this is why we can't have nice things, right? <laughs> I mean, this is the combination of, of 
of video games and social media and always online and competition, like all rolled into one, right? I mean, it's, it's so funny. Ten years ago, we would have all sort of known or not known about this thing just based upon having played a game. And now once somebody figures one thing out, this thing blows up and spreads like wildfire. And it's so hard, I got to imagine, right, for for the Madden guys to, to fix it because... I, you got to imagine it's difficult because you got to imagine they know about it. And, and so this must be a real vexing situation, I presume. I mean, it's Madden and they do their best, but Madden is such a complicated game and that the more the more moving parts there are, the easier it is to break a game. And Madden has the most number, the largest number of moving parts. So that's just kind of how it is. Indeed. So what does that mean for you as you play it then? Do you not play it or are you playing no. it or does it matter no, to you? No, I'm totally playing it. It doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing... So Ultimate Team is quite different this year. They in, We talked about this in the Madden episode, but they introduced uh, leveling up players. And my solution to that has basically been the thing that I kind of like is that I can get a range of players that I'm like, oh, I want this player and I want that player and I want that player. So I went and got guys like Richard Sherman from the Seahawks who in ordinary circumstances would be like, I don't know, some absurd number like 100,000 coins on the auction house, right? Like there would be one Richard Sherman card. It would be an elite card. I would buy that card once I had a lot of coins. But otherwise, there would be no Richard Sherman on my team. But in this one, you know, I can just turn in the silver cards and boom, or silver players and boom, I've got Richard Sherman. Yes, he's a kind of a low-level Richard Sherman. But if I put in some more players, boom, I have a perfectly serviceable 80-something overall Richard Sherman. And so I found that to be a pretty uh, easy way to kind of quickly build up my team. I did invest some money. I, I went and bought one of those elite plus uh, elite bundles that got me a legendary topper and I've just been waiting for the right moment to open it preferably when a 24-hour player drops there are like 18 bajillion solos to do this year uh and so much to grind through it's really absurd the amount the amount that's there and to tell you the truth I'm not doing any of it because I find solos really boring so I did the long shot solos to get uh, Elite Devin and Elite Colt on my team. And I have been kind of going through the Vikings team leaders solos so that I can get a bunch of Vikings players so I can bump up the chemistry there and uh, some other things. But my my real goal is once I break open that that elite pack with uh, the toppers and everything is basically just to have a team ready to go that I can uh, I can bust out in play in Weekend League, which is the big new uh, feature. Are you familiar with Weekend League, Rich? No. Well, I'm familiar with the term, but I couldn't tell you any details about it. It was a thing that was introduced in FIFA Ultimate Team last year, and it's a great idea. You, you play in a tournament during the week, and if you get through the tournament, you qualify for Weekend League, which is a weekend tournament. And your goal basically is to win as many games as possible against other people who've qualified. Uh, 
And the more games you win, the higher the rewards. And you get really good rewards. And just strictly from a you know, a competition standpoint, a high-level competition standpoint, it's a really great idea. And I, I think it's really cool to be able to challenge myself like that. It really gives you the sense of working towards something. The only thing that's frustrating is that you have to get a good team. You have to get your team to that point to really be able to compete. And it takes a, a little bit to build up a team in Madden. So that's what I've been kind of doing. Uh, Weekend League was introduced this year in Madden Ultimate Team, Madden 18. So I have been kind of biding my time, waiting until I get a proper team, and then I'm going to kind of go all in on that. I have I've also been playing a little bit uh, just regular online because sometimes I just need to step back and play a regular game against with a regular team against a regular person just to, you know, it it feels like actual fo- it feels more like actual football rather than a video game when I'm playing just regular online. And I get a greater variety of teams, I suppose. And it's fun to beat people with the Vikings. So I played a full season of the Eagles and mm. went 12 and 4 and played the full season, by the way, offense only. Because unlike NHL, Madden offense to me continues not to be, excuse me, Madden defense to me continues to not be fun enough for me to do it especially when if i play offense only i get two games in on a treadmill session as opposed to one so i uh finished 12 and 4 second uh seed and i have not yet played my divisional round game at home against the seahawks but that's what i have waiting for me Ooh, seahawks that's tough yeah what stinks is i lost by both of my wide receivers in week like 14 oh. and 15. So I went from Alshon having, and did you lose Alshon? I and, did. Uh, eh. Yep. I lost, I lost my top two ride receivers. And so now my starting wide out, my number one wide out is Nelson, Al- Nelson Aguilar, which is not good. Who is OP? <laughs> He's I, a great slot receiver. Look, Nelson Aguilar had a great, opening week for the Eagles after a very difficult year last year as a rookie. I'm not anti Aguilar, but he's not the guy that you want your number one. <laughs> he's not who you want at number one. So I'm going to be challenged against the Seahawks. I'm going to have to pound it inside with LeGarrette Blunt, who, by the way, had a great year for me and, of course, got injured but was able to come back with a week or two left in the regular season, had over 1,500 yards and missed four or five games. He was amazing for me. And you know me and Madden. I'm old school. I just want to, I just want to run inside, off tackle, off guard. You know, occasional pitch out. I just love running up the gut, getting four yards, running up the gut, getting five yards. That's my favorite way to play football. So everybody's been complaining constantly about CFM. Uh, what's your take on that? I've had absolutely great time with it, and mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, I don't need it to change. I, I there's nothing. I mean, you've got you're well on record, and I don't disagree with any of the things that you've said about how on you know owner mode to you is a is a non thing, and I agree with you. On the other hand, for what I how I want to play Madden, I'm just playing my franchise. I'm just playing my games, managing the roster when guys get injured, getting the replacements, and just rolling on to the next one. So I have no problem with it at all. But I know that there's a whole conversation going on about lack of innovation or and or investment real or perceived in in that mode well i just 
playing expansion mode and like playing with custom custom teams in NHL 18 or in MLB The Show, being able to put legendary players on my roster, stuff like that, like in the way that those elements have refreshed the experience for me in many respects, just really just kind of shows to me how far behind CFM really is compared to a lot of other sports games. And I, I agree with the people who wish that it would be maybe get a little more love and I don't want them to blow it up necessarily because I'm afraid of losing online CFM in the process, which is just a great mode. But I, I really would like them to take a step forward. And it seems like Madden uh, CFM continues to be the primary point of, uh, of uh, criticism for Madden 18. What about NBA 2K? Have you played it? If so, what do you think? I went to an event in New York uh, last week, or was it two weeks ago? Not too long it, ago. I think it was two weeks ago, because I'm like, hey, you're in New York. Let's hang out. And you're like, nah, sorry. Can't do it. Got better stuff to do. I'm like, all right. That's fine. Uh, Understood. I, well, what happened was that I flew <laughs> cross-country, arrived at like 8 p.m., basically crashed immediately, went to this event the next day. Where'd you stay, and, oh, by the way, in New York? Oh, I was staying in Midtown. So, uh, so I'm like right in the heart of New York, like near Fifth Avenue and all that stuff. I always stay uh, once a year. We go into New York, my uh, my family, my wife and my son and me. Once a year, we go into New York, different times of the year. You know, at least once a year, we go in, and we stay at the Marriott Marquis right in Times Square. That's what I was going to stay. Fancy. Well, it's not that fancy, but it's it's <laughs> a it's a wild place. I don't, and we don't even like Times Square. It's so crazy and crowded and stuff like that. But you know, just sort of staying in the hotel in that part of town once a year. It's a, it's a fun little thing to do. But so I go to this event and the first thing that happens is they take us to a barber shop, which was like, okay, so they're taking us to a barber shop. Got it. <laughs> and they were like, and so all the guys are getting like trims and stuff. I'm like, I don't need a beard trim. Thank you though. <laughs> and <laughs> So I'm kind of sitting in the back and I got a chance to play NBA 2K on the Switch and I was impressed to learn that it is basically feature complete. Um, pretty much everything that's in the PS4 and Xbox One is in this version for the Switch and apparently they really had to push it to the limit to be able to squeeze all that stuff in, but they did. Uh, the only real... Um, uh, compromise is that it's 30 frames per second versus 60 frames per second on the Xbox One and PS4. And it is a noticeable difference. So it, if you are a frame rate nut, maybe you're going to have some trouble with that. But I was taking pictures of like the screen and, and everything while the dudes were getting like haircuts. And then <laughs> it was so weird being in a barbershop. I'm like, okay, well, interesting. And then we go to the the next thing, which was like, it was a shoe store because they were showing off like Kyrie Irving's shoes and uh, everybody was going, oh, wow, Kyrie Irving's shoes. And I'm like, OK, I don't really get shoe culture and uh, basketball, but I know it's like totally a thing. And they were basically highlighting, look at all the shoes in NBA 2K. Wow. 
And then they took us to a headphone shop, a headphone store, because uh, the main character, DJ, wears headphones. <laughs> Those particular brand of headphones. And they had um, Damian Lillard in there doing trivia of his life and giving out headphones to the people who answered the questions correctly, which is like mostly YouTubers. And then finally they tell us the reason that they were doing all of this, which was they were unveiling the neighborhood and Oh look, the neighborhood is basically PlayStation home meets GTA San Andreas where you're able to walk around a neighborhood and everything. And Oh look there you can buy like some shoes and you can get your hair done and get different haircuts and everything. You live in basketball town. <laughs> It's it's the seventh borough. Uh, how many boroughs are there in New York? Is it There's six boroughs? Five boroughs. Five boroughs. It's the sixth borough of New York, basketball town. It's genius. <laughs> it's absolute genius. Yes. I mean, you you you've got the most lucrative blueprint in the world in your own building already. If you take two with Grand Theft Auto Five, mm. and, and you've got the best most important sports game in that same building and you you take what works Whoa, did you just call it the best and most important sports game yeah nba 2k is absolutely i mean overall in the in the in the importance and, and culture of sports video games i think I fifa say, is more important i mean it's debatable I, i'm not gonna just i'm not saying say, that fifa is better i'm just saying that fifa is more important no it's like the sports game power ratings right like the sports yeah. game power rankings excuse me which we've done on hit the pass nba 2k the last time was number one. FIFA was number two. Like that's that's mm. that's where it is, and and maybe I think that it's really North important America within global. its subculture. Yes, and it's, it certainly sells extremely well. Right. And, so, but that's yeah. but either the, way, the problem with NBA Two K is that basketball either you love it or you hate it. I don't feel like you can really be in between on that one. And if you don't like basketball, I feel like it's hard to appreciate NBA Two K's many many merits. But well, continuing I mean, onward. Well, well, that's the thing, right? Like it, it, you, you, nobody in the world. NPD uh, came out today. NPD results came out today. Not sure if you saw them or not. Number one was Madden eighteen, which is cool. Mm -hmm. I like that. Love seeing a sports game. NBA two K uh, seventeen was on the list. It was twenty. It was like it was low on the list. Or the top twenty was like low on the list, but it was there, which is great. Love to see that. Uh, but Grand Theft Auto Five was either number two or number three. I think it was number two. Like Grand Theft Auto Five. Number two, GTA so is the best-selling game ever. Right, but I mean, it's not even slowing down. It's it's nope. if anything, it's picking up steam. So my point is, it's so relevant. I mean, on YouTube right. and everything. So yeah. taking that and taking the underlying concept of the persistent world, bringing it to NBA 2K and laying the foundation for the next ten to twenty years. Right, this is a long-term play with what the neighborhood is. Right and and creating the persistent online world is just genius, and and nefarious <laughs> by, yeah. by take two, you know. And and I say that with a smile because it's it's such a smart thing to do. They are going to print money with this mode. Absolutely, print printing money. money. Yeah, and, and with the neighborhood, it's just going to triple it, or who knows what it's going to do with it. I found what I found really interesting was that. Madden and FIFA and MLB The Show, their most important modes are their ultimate team modes, right? In NBA 2K, it's my player. It's the 
like the people the the mode that people play the most are like the building up your my player character and then playing out in the street yep uh like in the team mode i get it i get it and the reason that it is their biggest and most important mode is because of the character customization and that is unique to basketball right that is unique to the culture of the sport. No helmets, no shoulder pads, no yep. big uniforms. None of that. Yeah. So, and people love character customization. They love buying like outfits and everything for their for their little dress up dolls, um, as we saw in Overwatch. So, this is a play to continue to expand on that. And they integrated in the. Uh, the pro am stuff, the uh, playing against uh, other players and everything into this neighborhood feature. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, really, they took what would have otherwise been a bunch of menus and made it into kind of an open world, but it definitely is impressive upon first blush. What's funny is I'm going to get into the upgraded story-driven my GM. That's all that I care about, right? NBA yes. 2K is so big. I'm going to dive right into that. Can't wait. They said they put it in for me because <laughs> I would be the one who appreciated it. You know what's funny? Scott O'Gallagher, I'm calling you out by name, Scott. You told me you put that in for me. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He did not say that. But I'm going to pretend that he did say that. You know how it starts? <laughs> It starts with you are a player and you destroy your knee and have to retire and then you become a GM. So that's the whole story. You're a former player. You're kind of like a Danny Ainge type and now you're coming in to run your team. So uh, I, I really look forward to it. I will say this. the After playing a lot of Madden 18 and FIFA... And looking at how good the the cutscenes look in in those games, I, I got to say that the cutscenes in NBA 2K look just a little bit goofy, mm. especially in um, especially in my GM. So that's a whole frostbite thing, right? Like, is that why they mm. look better in the EA games? Because yes. they're using that. Okay. Yeah, it was frostbite that basically made long shot possible. Right. Because they were able to modify it so much, but. In terms of the actual gameplay, um, one of the problems that a lot of people were having with last year's version was that the this you had to it really, really, really put a ton of emphasis on being good on the sticks. And this year, they really wanted to take the emphasis on the off that just a little bit and put more emphasis on running plays really understanding the strategy of basketball Uh-oh. to be able to set things up and succeed, which is a problem for me. Cause I, <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's exactly because, you know, I'm pretty much like pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, mm-hmm. three, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, three. And all that that's stuff. all I do. That's all I do. Yeah. So I will say that it definitely feels a lot more forgiving in that regard, which I appreciate. I was, I was scoring points pretty quickly, and it felt good. It felt really smooth. Um, And obviously, it looked really good, as usual. And, oh, man, Rich, the Timberwolves are good now. I don't know what to do with myself. I know what you're going to do. You're going to watch a lot of basketball. That's what you're going to do, Cat Bailey. Uh, That's not not out of the realm of possibility. Because 
I think the Timberwolves are going to be really fun and really good this year. It's like, amazing, I think they're gonna it's amazing how that happens. You know, it's like, oh man, the just the Devils are bad. I don't watch a lot of hockey. When the Devils are good, man, I know everything that's going on in the NHL. Everything. Let me, let me tell you, Rich, uh, I've not seen as much buzz around a team in Minnesota since Favre came to town with the Vikings. Like that's the that's almost the level of where Jimmy Butler is with the Timberwolves right now. It's it's pretty remarkable. It's good to hear. I like it. Mm-hmm. But NBA 2K, I mean, as always, looks amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it it's so many things right. I, I'm really interested to see. It looks like they have really put an emphasis this year with my player on the street ball aspect of things. Um, did you play the Prelude? I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's I you loved end, it. Did you end up going to Brooklyn? I did. Yes. I found what I found interesting was that um, instead of just making you throw, go through the draft or whatever, which I always hated the draft, because first of all, I would never get picked very high, because I would always start at a really stupidly low level, <laughs> like. They start you at like 58 or something like that. And so it's hard to do anything competently. I liked the idea of being a walk-on long shot, you might say, and have to <laughs> uh, distinguish yourself in street ball and then eventually get invited as a walk-on kind of tryouts for the team that you decide to choose. And I like that aspect of it, of being kind of, an up and comer rather than somebody who being a draft pick, because I think they've hit a draft pick from pretty much every angle at this point. Agreed. Yep. Uh, the FIFA. last thing, FIFA on last the thing, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Last thing I wanted to mention about NBA 2k. Uh, I'm interested to see how the way that you spend virtual currency ends up playing out because the way that you invest it is different now. Uh, in the past, basically what people would do is they would just dump like $100 into the game so that they could immediately get tons and tons of VC and level up their characters super fast, and then boom, okay? And then they can buy all the clothes that they could possibly want, and they can play in the Pro-Am stuff, whatever. This time, uh, they're different. They gate it. They kind of, they've completely changed the progression, which... I find really interesting. And one of the things that they did was they made the stats a lot more discreet than before. They used to bundle up a lot of stats into one, uh, into each counter that you would increase. And now there's like tons of different stats and it's getting a lot more granular. But I, I like that approach and I think it was smart of them. And it makes it a little bit harder to just dump an insane amount of money into VC, though you still can to some extent. But yeah. Anyway, that is all I have to say about NBA 2K. It's out next week. Looks good. Check out all our coverage on NBA on US Gamer. FIFA on the Switch is going to be big. I totally disagree. I don't think it's going to be big at all. I bet you it sells at a fifty percent attach rate to the Switch. I don't think that will happen at all. Okay. I think that it will be a non-factor because okay. all the people who are playing who already own uh, all the people who play FIFA already own the PS4 or the Xbox One and there's literally no reason to buy FIFA on the Switch unless you're double dipping. 
But tell me how many there are of me, cat. Okay. There are one of you. Well, okay. <clears throat> this is my situation. I'm going to buy Pro Evo on the PS4. I'm going to play 10 hours of FIFA on the Xbox One. And then when FIFA goes into the vault in April of next year, I will play it some more. And in the meantime, I'm going to have FIFA on the Switch. And that's going to be the machine that I'm going to use to play FIFA. I would propose that you are an outlier in that you are buying both of the soccer games and you are definitely a hardcore person. Whereas FIFA is traditionally a kind of the game where the kind of a bro, a, a bro in college has purchased a PlayStation four. And what does he play on this thing? He plays destiny two with his buds and perhaps he also owns FIFA. Let's just say that they're a British bro. And so they have destiny two and they get FIFA every year and they probably do not own a switch because the switch is just such a, it's, it's a hardcore gaming machine. It has a totally different culture. It's got Breath of the Wild and everything, and it's done extremely well for itself, but it does not mesh well with the sports culture. And a lot of the arguments that I've seen in its favor is that, well, uh, dads are going to buy it. And maybe that's, maybe that's the case. Uh, maybe that will end up being true. Maybe a lot of families who ended up getting a Nintendo Switch, dad will also buy a copy of FIFA. Mm-hmm. I could see that being the case, uh, but traditionally, I'm buying FIFA. FIFA's, FIFA's popularity <laughs> has been built around its online features, yes. specifically playing online versus and playing FIFA Ultimate Team. And that is just, it does not mesh well with the Switch because the Switch's main benefit is that it's portable. Yes. Right? That's and you play. can't. And so most of the time you're not connected to Wi-Fi. Next week I'm traveling all week. I'm going sure. to Washington, D.C. I'm going to... Where else am I going? I'm going someplace else. I'm going to Milwaukee. I'm going to Washington, D.C., Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Chicago. You're going to go hang out with Susick? I, I want to. The Brewers aren't even in town. They're not even in town. They're in Pittsburgh when I'm in Milwaukee. Are oh. you kidding me? Come on, right? Yeah, if no, I had FIFA on my Switch, I would play it. On the plane, at the hotel, I'd put at least six hours into it. FIFA on the Switch makes perfect sense because I'm able to play a legit sports game on the go. It's the it it and it's not that legit though because it's what? missing so many of the features. Who cares? I want to play I as do. Everton. I know you care. I'm talking about me, and you're talking about you. <laughs> I, I get it. I, I think that. Uh, maybe I'm the outlier in this case because I've played <laughs> I've played uh, career mode so much over the years that I'm a little burned out on it. Like I've hit every single possibility at this point. And I like that this year's edition of FIFA 18 for the PS4 is going to have more features in that regard. And I'm really interested to see them. But it does not appear that they've really made the transition over to the Switch, which is kind of a drag. That said... I do intend to get FIFA on the Switch. And you know what? I could absolutely see myself starting a career mode. Yes. And just whenever I need like a fix. A fix to do something. Yep. I break out FIFA on my Switch because you know what? It runs at 60 frames per second and it looks pretty good. So 15, 20 I mean, minutes max. 
you know? 15, 20 minutes. It's the kind of thing that it's just like, you know, screw it. I'm turning off my brain and playing FIFA. Yeah. I did that on the, the Vita. Holy yeah. crap, I played so much FIFA on the Vita yeah. back when it first came out. So. And it's FIFA. It's the real clubs or the real stadiums, the real thing. It's FIFA. I, I have a feeling you and I are going to both be playing that a lot more than we might have expected when, uh, when it was first announced. I play hey. my Switch all the time, mostly because of Mario Kart and Puyo Puyo Tetris. God, the Switch is so good. I love, it's a great I love my Switch so much. It's great. It's great, great, great. I I'm, I love the idea of trying to play FIFA with those little Joy-Cons, though. <laughs> that would be interesting. God, you just put it on this little kickstand, bust out your Pro Controller, and you are in FIFA heaven. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. do. I'm telling you. All right, hey, we got a couple tweets before we get All out right. of here. What do you say? Our good okay. friend Mike Phillips, the great Mike Phillips, says, I'm a diehard 2K fan, leaning towards live simply because it feels more fun to play. How much does fun factor into your sports preferences? And I will start by answering, especially now, 100%. But I'm also buying all the games. So that makes me a hypocrite at the same time. Because I'm buying all the sports games this year. I want to buy them all. And I want to support them all. And maybe some I'll get on EA Access and through the vault. But I'm going to play them all and buy them all and... But, I mean, I, NBA Live is a great example. I know we didn't talk much about NBA Live, and I played a little bit of it. And, and there's a lot of ways to get NBA Live without spending the full retail 60 bucks. But I'm going to get NBA Live because it's fun, even though NBA 2K is a great game, and I'm going to get that too. So I didn't really answer Mike's question, but w- what's your response to that, Kat? I hate fun. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> there it is. Encapsulated. <laughs> we have another one from uh, John Friesus, who says, was it confirmed that Prime isn't doing the usual usual discount for NBA 2K? You know, it's funny. I went to pre-order NBA 2K with uh, on Amazon Prime because that's where I buy most of my video games because with the Prime discount, you get same-day shipping and you get it for 45 bucks. And I couldn't get anything but a digital code for NBA 2K. Evidently, that is now common practice. Cat Bailey, your thoughts? Uh, I was not even aware of this thing, mostly because I always get codes for review. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the last time I've actually purchased a... Uh, sports game which puts me makes me an out of touch uh elitist so (laughs) sorry well but it is interesting because there's a big difference between 45 bucks and 60 bucks Mm -hmm. oh there's a huge difference not not just the 15 dollars, but also the you know there's a psychological element to that and you add that up two or three games all of a sudden that's worth the value of a game right so if you get that 15 bucks off on two or three games that gets you another game for you know the the same price and and so that factors in in a lot and, and i that's how i get a lot of my games it's how i get all my switch games is through the amazon prime day one discount which gets me you know the 45 dollars. so and yeah i i wanted to buy nba 2k wanted to get through M, uh the prime and i couldn't do it uh the only way i could buy nba 2k through amazon is digitally same thing evidently with madden i didn't do it with Madden because I did get a code. So yeah, that that's a thing. And that's that's no fun. I don't like that. And it's especially painful 
for people who buy an annual sports game every single year. And you're just like, oh, great, now I don't get this discount. Well, that's an extra 15 bucks. Thanks. All right. Well, Cat Bailey. Oh, one last question from some guy named TJ Lowerman. Not sure. Who's that guy? Not sure if you've heard of that sports gamer or not. What's he doing tweeting? I thought, isn't he playing the 100th round of Diamond Dynasty? Yes, he is. That's exactly what he's doing. Like, I just got a notification that he just went live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash thatsportsgamer. TJ, of course, also the community manager for Out of the Park Baseball. And All he, he plays is, uh, he's playing the Silver Bronze event in Diamond Dynasty. Shock. <laughs> Color me surprised. He anyway. asks, what are your thoughts on the amount of non-auctionable slash tradable cards in Mutt? And of course, I presume he's trolling me because he knows that I don't play it. But you actually have a real opinion on this question, Kat. Yeah, I have an opinion on this one. I'm Let's not just trolling this time. <laughs> Uh, I don't particularly like it because I find that it makes certain sets extremely hard to complete, and I find that really annoying. Uh, case in point, there's a a, a set called uh, Goats, and in order to complete the Goats set, you have to have the Elite card for that particular set. Well, huh, that's not auctionable you can't buy it on the auction house so you have to just hope that you get it in a pack or something i guess or you get it from a set whatever but it like completely takes away the satisfaction of being able to complete certain sets and it's especially freaking annoying when i get the the worst thing in the world is getting a card that i can't sell because so much of madden is the Madden Ultimate Team is the accrual of cards. And so I've got this card that often I can't even put into a set. And so it's just sitting there languishing in my binder. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this thing, but okay. I don't know if they're trying to keep the costs down because if they are, that's not, they're not really succeeding because for some reason in their stupid level upsets, when you get when you try to get to level three, you it requires you to buy an elite version, uh, an elite card, that just so that you can put it into the set, so that it can go up by like one point, which doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that? So, there are certain aspects of Madden Ultimate Team that I find pretty annoying, and I think the large emphasis on non-auctionable cards is one of them. Very interesting. The great Cat Bailey, editor-in-chief <laughs> of US Gamer, my favorite sports game writer in the mainstream video game world. Thank you so much, Cat, for being on the show. We appreciate it. Where, other than, obviously, uh, running US Gamer, where else can people find you on that there internet? Hey, I was just on Talking Simpsons recently, oh. and if Guess you know what I talked about? I talked about the episode Lisa on Ice, which is about Lisa becoming a goalie. That is an amazing yeah. episode. Phenomenal I'm a, episode. I'm a huge Simpsons fan. You and I don't think I, I don't think we've ever spoken about this. I am a massive Simpsons fan. Was there from I day wanna, one. I want to drop a little knowledge on you, Rich. Okay. All right. Did you know that there was a woman who played in the NHL at one point? She was a goaltender, and she was French, I believe. She was from Quebec. 
French Canadian. French Canadian. And she managed to basically get picked up by the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. because they needed a gimmick to put butts in seats for their expansion year. So she played a couple of preseason games. But okay. she and was Marie, apparently... Was Marie her first name? Do I have that? I believe so, yeah. Uh, you'll you'll forgive me. I'm totally spacing her name. Okay. But she was the inspiration for Lisa and Ice. That's, that's awesome. And that is a great episode. There's a bunch of yep. good lines from that episode. <laughs> yes, so go talk, check out Talking Simpsons. Uh, and check out my two other podcasts, the U.S. Gamer Podcast, which is our flagship podcast uh, where we talk about... A variety of subjects, sometimes sports games, but, you know, also stuff like Destiny 2 and that kind of thing. Little games. And, small, oh, small games. <laughs> and also Acts of the Blood God, which yes. is our RPG podcast, which uh, it, you may not realize this, but Final Fantasy or see, Pokemon and Madden actually have a lot in common. Uh, what uh, Sometimes I'm collecting little cute little fluffy monsters, and sometimes I'm collecting large beefy men. And... Uh, there are stats for both of them. So if you want to learn more, go check out Acts of the Blood God. That is awesome. Cat Bailey, one of my favorite people in the world. Thank you, as always, for being on the show. Much appreciated. Congratulations on running the best gaming website on the Internet. Oh. Well done. Thank you. And uh, we'll do this again soon. What do you say? All right, let's do it. Fabulous. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon. <laughs>